Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. there everybody it welcome welcome all of you to another medical record monday and a brand new episode of should you take that case it is me lisa wade your host legal nurse consultant medical record expert and owner of wade nurse consultants Think of us when you have tons and tons of medical records you need translated into normal human language. I am also the creator of a wonderfully private LinkedIn group, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That's where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. That's where they're all coming from. And we use this as an opportunity to get to know one another. And we're going to do that today with Tom Bosworth from Philadelphia. But before we get Tom out here, first, we're going to scoot on over to the comment section. If anybody is catching us live or on the replay, we want to see you and hear you and know that you're there. So put some likes, some hearts, some emojis in there. And if you're an attorney, put an A into that chat, a P if you're a paralegal, an LNC if you're another legal nurse consultant. But if you are a part of a wonderful group that I'm a part of, put a W if you are part of Women Owned Law. We love this group. It's a groundbreaking group connecting and advancing women legal entrepreneurs, but with the primary mission of empowering women lawyers to achieve success in the business of law. And if that sounds good to you, come on over to womenownedlaw.org and take a peek. Now, again, I want to thank everybody for taking precious time out of your very busy days to be with us. But now let's bring out our guest for today. Here he is, Tom. Here you are. Oh, can you hear me? You froze. You, you froze there. Did you? Hear? Oh, I'm here. Oh, good. That's good. All right. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. And, and Tom, I'm going to just tell you, <clears throat> vocally, I'm a little under the weather. So I'm going to ask you to please, please introduce yourself to the folks and tell us a little bit about you. Well, thanks, Lisa. I'll try to talk a little bit uh, longer, maybe, so that it give you a little breathing room. But um, I, 
I'm not uh, I'm not dressed like a lawyer either, so I hope that's okay. But I'm 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 a medical malpractice lawyer in Philadelphia, and I represent victims of malpractice and medical device injuries, uh, wrongful death, and I've been practicing for let's see seven years now, and just started my own firm in November. So that's that's the bird's eye view. Ah, well, thanks for being with us, and thank you for uh, uh, dealing with my vocal challenges today. It's much appreciated. And uh, we're going to get into and dive into the meat of what we talk about every week, medical records and how they pop up during these cases of yours. But before then, tell us a little bit more about you and how did you get into this area of practice? How did you become a lawyer? Spill all the tea. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have any lawyers in my family. My mom worked in uh, the restaurant industry. She was a waiter. My dad was a police officer in a town that probably the size of one block of Philadelphia up in Western Massachusetts, a small town. So we weren't like, you know, there weren't any lawyers in my family. And, uh, when I was a senior in high school, my grandmother, who helped raise me, unfortunately died as a result of, uh, of medical negligence. She was discharged from the hospital prematurely and died uh, that day. And I just, I remember we couldn't find a lawyer to take her case because they didn't think it was, you know, financially uh, lucrative or, you know, she wasn't, she was no spring chicken or anything what had happened to her was was flat out wrong um and that was the first time in my life that i ever thought of being a lawyer i always wanted to be in the nba or the mlb but obviously that didn't happen <laughs> but uh but but that really bothered me because we couldn't find a lawyer and that sort of lit the fire beneath me to begin to pursue that field so i did i went to college in florida um and i went to law school at Temple University Beasley School of Law, a proud graduate of Temple in 2016. Um, so my path to to the law. Oh, man, that that was uh, a difficult path, but it sounds like you it put you on your way to your journey for justice. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your cases and what factors go into deciding if you should take some of these like medical cases that come your way. If they're not a case, maybe you should pass them on to somebody else or uh, um, let a client know, unfortunately, that it's not a case. How do you make those decisions? Well, um, you know, since we're talking about medical records, it, I will say that most of the decision making comes down to the medical records. And then sure, as a nurse, you you know how documentation can can go and how how it can go and not go. And what I mean is, you know, I'm looking at what what's in the records and what's not in the records. Right. So um, the records give you a snapshot of what occurred, but they don't give you the full story. So I'm I'm first of all, getting a full story from my client, start to finish every detail they can remember. And that preliminary conversation tells me if I want to go further or not. And uh, if... Hello, Ann. Hello. 
Oh, yeah. You're freezing a little bit. I'm freezing. Okay. That's me. There's a hot star. So I was saying that um, I'm, I'm, you know, if I make the decision to look at it further, I'm going to look at the records myself and see if something matches up, if it matches up with what I'm being told. But that's not the end of it because I can't tell you how many cases I've had where, you know, patients complain about certain things that's not documented. Uh, and a lot of lawyers won't take a case where that's the situation. And I'm included in that. I'm not just going to take the, the client's word, but I have had cases, including a trial that, you know, I was lucky to get the largest medical malpractice verdict in Pennsylvania in 2022 um, against Penn, a Penn Medicine primary care physician where my client, a woman in her 50s, was complaining of uh, all sorts of really concerning stuff like leg spasticity and um, numbness and weakness in her legs and feet. Um, and a lot of it wasn't documented, but um, the jury believed her. And so there's a there's a balancing act, I think, between what you find in the records, your client's story, and then... Well, a little freezing, but still good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> these things happen. I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, check my my internet, but uh, who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. hey, we we deal with what happens. But it sounds like you you are really really into your client's story and following the trail of that story through those medical records. Yes. Yes. Excellent. All right. So uh, now we're on to medical records. They come in. They start pouring in. What do you do? Is there a routine that you have or a process that you go through for completing those medical case screenings and reviewing those records? Yeah, it, it depends. So a lot of times I'll take the first crack at it and I not a medical provider, but I've done enough cases to where I can sift through things. I know what I'm looking at. I remember when I started, I I didn't even know what hypertension was, or I was I was I was I was about as ignorant as you could be on medicine. But I've learned it, um, and so I usually take the first crack. Sometimes I'll use a nurse consultant to to sift through everything because they know what they're doing. Um, sometimes I'll use a physician. Um, and sometimes I'll just decide this case warrants a full-blown expert review. So I'll send it to uh, my standard of care expert, who's usually a physician or sometimes a nurse. It depends. But um, so sometimes I take the first crack in it, but but usually I have another provider look at it. All right. That, that sounds like a, a good way to handle things. Now, when you are delving into these records yourself or... Tell me what, if any, pet peeves do you have when dealing with these records? What is the most annoying or frustrating for you? Uh, that's that's a good question. I've never been asked that, but I've thought on it. Um, probably the the pages and pages and pages of orders that you know don't matter, like in a hospital chart that aren't relevant. 
Um, I, I don't know if you're referring to pet peeves in terms of like how people document things or pet peeves in terms of like uh, like the review itself and what's what's irritating about it. I, Whatever's n- annoying to you. It could be more than one. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, one of the things that annoys me about about reviewing a case is when... I start to see contradictions in the chart between different providers around the same time frame. So, for example, a, a resident sees the patient at nine in the morning, and um, you know they can't move their legs, and they have any numbness, and their mobility is nothing. And then there's an attending note from half hour later patient is looks great. They're doing great. They they're you know it's and I mean. It's annoying to me because it tells me there was a miscommunication probably, and that's probably why I'm involved, right? That's probably why I'm hired, but those are the sorts of things I'm looking for. Well, I can understand that. Sometimes there are discrepancies or different perspectives. (laughs) Looking at the same thing, (laughs) I can see that's annoying. Well, uh, it, it sounds like you have even in your seven years, some really good ideas, some really good experiences to share with the folks out there. Tell me if there's anything that you've missed, any advice that you'd give in newbie attorneys or veteran attorneys that embark on uh, uh, dealing with these types of cases, anything that you you haven't said so far, share it with us. I would keep an eye out um, more and more these days. I've seen defenses. I'm a plaintiff's lawyer, right? So I'm, my perspective is from that of the the patient. So so take take that with a grain of salt or whatever you want. But but with that said, um, I'm seeing more and more defenses popping up that surround like software glitches and and um, you know Epic or whatever system the the med- electronic medical record system is there being some sort of alleged glitch or problem with with documentation that's coming up more and more i think as as i as a medical malpractice lawyer as i'm seeing um because technology is complicated and i think that the hospitals and the defendants the doctors are, are using that to their advantage i'm not suggesting they're being untruthful that they're I mean, in some cases they are, but because I've proven it. But 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 whether or not they're they're uh, telling the truth, I think that's if you're a lawyer new to new to malpractice, or even if you've been doing it a while, I think that's going to continue to come up more and more often as being a relevant thing in in cases. I can think of, um, you know, the, the trial I mentioned to you where I obtained that verdict. Um, nineteen point six million for a a woman incomplete paraplegic due to an undiagnosed spinal mass that had, that went un, undiagnosed for five years. She was going to her primary care doctor over and over and over, persist you know back in on repeat visits. By um, you know abnormal neurologic symptoms in her in her legs and feet, and and unfortunately she by the time they caught it. One of the, um, are you, am I still with you? I you're know, still with me. You're, uh, you're gay. You're okay. good. All right. But uh, one of the defenses in the case was that 
the do- so the doctor had documented her reflexes as plus uh, plus four, which is not good. Uh, I learned it uh, means hyper reflexic and means that her 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 legs were were too reflexic and couldn't be a sign of a spinal cord injury. Well, when I took the deposition of the doctor, he claimed that he actually didn't click plus four. He clicked plus two, which would be totally normal four separate times left for the left Achilles, for the right Achilles, which is the ankle reflexes for the left patellar, which is the knee and for the right patellar, which is the knee. So that was the case where the medical record. And he also claimed that where it said she had neurological weakness in the record, that was actually just a software glitch in the Epic system that according to him, all of Penn had encountered where you put, you put neurological into the constitutional section of the record and it magically auto-populates to the neurologic section. Now, I did discovery on that and there was no such glitch, no evidence that was at all related to the, the, the record system or Epic or whatever. But uh, my point is that was a central part of the case. I think I can fairly say did not buy it because if they bought it, I don't think they would have fun against them the way they did. But um, that's definitely come up in other cases too, where there's mentions of glitches and the record system. And if you're not well versed in electronic medical records, it can be easy to be fooled or, or tricked uh, when someone else is on the other side talking about it, if that makes sense. Oh, I got you. I got you. And, and Stephen Haber, he's attorney Haber from New York. He, he says, you know, a, a good answer on the annoyance question, Tom, and get the audit trail. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a good advice, Stephen. Oh, and he also says that doctor mistook reflexes for strength. That that could be a possibility. Uh, so I'm, I'm just uh, glad you're out there, Stephen. And you're contributing. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got somebody else watching us today. And uh, let's see if it's time for a little Q&A. Do you think you're ready for that, Tom? I'll try. I'll try. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're sharing all of your knowledge and experience. Q&A is coming up. And while folks are getting ready to get their questions into the comment section, it's time for what I call a little sponsor break. I'm going to tell you a little bit about we nurse consultants and the kind of things we do here. And then we'll be right back to Tom's Q&A. All right. Now, without a review and summary of the medical records, it could be harder for you attorneys out there to know if you should take that case. And here at Wayne Nurse Consultants, we give a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those medical cases. By using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of medical case screenings. So if you're out there and you're watching and you have a giant backload of cases to screen uh, and you need to get clarity on maybe some medical issues to free yourself to focus on your legal strategies, here's what you do next. Right now we're offering a free 20 minute medical record strategy call to help you hone an efficient 
timely and cost-effective routine around your medical cases. Go to the description box in this YouTube channel, click on the link and schedule a time to chat. And now let us get back to the Q&A time. Let's see if we have any questions. Let me take a peek. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 well, thank you, Stephen. Stephen's still out there. <laughs> I'm managing with my vocal difficulties. Thank you for the support, Stephen Aper. All right, and we're asking, Stephen is, is asking a question, Tom. What, if anything, do you use for electronic trial presentations? Well, I use uh, a big screen, like a projector screen in the courtroom. And I have a trial technician who I hire whose sole job is to pull up the documents and records I want. And he's able to manually zoom in and clip stuff and highlight it for the jury. And it's really helpful with medical records, especially when you're trying to focus in on a, a part of the record. And then I also use a good old school easel with a red marker if i if i uh really want to make a point and i i get made fun of it and called an old man for no no but, uh, i think jurors no i think jurors like it and it's uh, interactive thing so uh those are the the things i i use yeah well listen people like what helps them understand <laughs> you know so Oh, oh, oh. oh, excuse me, vocal problems again. And I'm that Stephen Aber, who is the creator of Timeline Presenter. So we're going to put you in touch with Stephen. Perhaps he will share all of his years of uh, expertise managing in a paperless manner, whiteboard list. <laughs> Let's see. All right. I, and I'm taking a peek and I have a little alert going on over here for some reason. I'm not, it's, I think it's my uninterrupted power supply. So let's see if we can ignore that and move on. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think I see any other questions out there right now. Um, but I have another question for you. Will you come back and do this again, Tom? Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. I really appreciate the the invitation. Oh, well, I'll, I'll send out another invitation. And uh, if anybody else has any questions for you that come up on the replay and, and they want to get to you, I have included your contact information inside the description box of this YouTube channel so they can reach out to you and ask all the questions they like. Does that sound like a plan, Tom? That's great. I'd love to help anyway. Excellent. Excellent. So it looks like we're going to wind up for now. Thank you for coming and participating, Tom. Let me give some folks a few reminders to like and subscribe to this YouTube channel and uh, come back and visit us again next week at uh, on Monday. But if you have any legal nurse consulting questions, you can always reach out to me, Lisa at WadeNurseConsultants.com. And oh, we also started a newsletter, an expert witness newsletter uh, through uh, Wade Nurse Consultants. I'm going to I'm going to pop it into the comments section 
when we're all done and it'll be in the description box of this YouTube channel. Uh, your next expert could come right in your inbox next month inside of our expert witness newsletter. I take little clips of interviews I do with uh, experts, physicians, nurse practitioner, whomever. And uh, I put excerpts of those interviews inside of our monthly newsletter. You can get a chance to see, to hear those experts ahead of time and uh, see how you like them. So, You'll find that inside the YouTube description box and uh, come and subscribe to our expert witness newsletter. And like I said, I think we're winding up now and you can tune in and catch us next Monday, 515 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a brand new episode of Should You Take That Case? Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wavenurseconsultants.com slash blog, on LinkedIn, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others.